Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as, went on a blind date and found myself here. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Nicholas Nicholas. Hello, Steve. How are you? Nicholas, I'm doing very well. Wonderful to meet you. Do you mind if I call you Nick? Yeah, far away. No problems. Nick, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Um, it, it depends on who I'm talking to. In a, in a professional sense, it's always Nicholas. Uh, if it's with my mates, it's Nick. And if it's with any young, attractive females, I do the whole, hi, I'm Nicholas Nicholas. So it really depends. So good, they named me twice. That's right. So you must get a lot of that, right? With with a name like Nicholas Nicholas, you get all of the jokes, all of that sort of stuff. This is your legit name, yes? This is my legit name, although it wasn't always the case. Uh, when I was, <gasps> what? When I was a young chap, so all of probably two or three years of age, my I was born Nicholas McGowan. Uh, probably start off from there. So I was born Nicholas McGowan, and then when I was two or three years of age, my mum just happened to meet a chap with the last name Nicholas. Uh, so here I was, Nicholas McGowan, and uh, soon to be adopted into the last name world of Nicholas. So my mum set me up in school, the bank accounts, the driver's licenses, all with Nicholas Nicholas. So my whole life, I've only ever known really Nicholas Nicholas. Uh, yeah, so but when I turned all of the age of 18, then discovered my mum never really and never legally actually changed my name for the right reason. So, yeah. So you had to go and, and like formally go through the name change process. Yeah. And as a 18 year old walking into Depot asking to get your name changed to Nicholas, Nicholas, it was met with a bit of resistance to be honest. So <laughs> bit of resistance. Yeah, they, <laughs> They did Dude, think it was imagine. a bit of a G up. Yeah, they thought it was a bit of a G up. And they had to go check with the manager. And I had to, you know, I had to plead my case and say, you know, I've, I've even got my sport trophies with Nicholas Nicholas. I've got my driver's license. Please just let me have this little win. Gosh, they so even, you brought supplementary material to help your case. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. That. That's, that is brutal. Has, that, has, has your name uh, opened doors for you in, in your life? Um, it, in the sales world, it, it helps quite significantly because people will remember you fairly easily just by your name. Um, sure. in, in the dating world, it does put a few people off, namely anyone that is a Nicole or a Nikki out there. Oh gosh. Yes. I can imagine. Yeah, they just don't want to entertain the fact of having letters addressed to Nick Nicholas and Nick Nicholas. <laughs> Because it's look honestly, it's a really a side thing, and it is a a fairly uh, old, like almost our parents kind of trope, isn't it? To have well, when you get married, you have to take my last name. That whole process. But I can yeah, totally correct. understand that girls called Nikki or, or that kind of thing would go, even if even if they're kind of well, I'd keep my last name just to go Nikki. Nikki, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, too much Nick in there. Well, maybe really that's your opportunity though. with the ladies, right? There's never too much Nicholas in there. 
Well, I haven't used that line yet, but thanks, Steve. I'll, uh, I'll talk that out. <laughs> Don't. It's horrible. I am good. the worst man to ask for advice, mate. I've been married for 16 years. I haven't had to, to try any like lines on any women except my wife, and she just looks at me and rolls her eyes anyway. And that's all you can ever ask for. Hey, um, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a better reaction than what I get. So even if you get an eye roll, it's better than yeah, what I get. Now, now, look, Nick, I want to hold you to account on that. It's better than what you get. That is rubbish. You first popped up on my radar because you were daring enough to put yourself out there and audition, sign up, whatever the process was, for the new dating show on Channel 7 First Dates. And it was a remarkably lovely date. I thought you were wonderful. Oh, really? Thank you. That's nice of you to hear. What was it like even contemplating putting in that that uh, application? Uh, to be honest, it was probably on a quiet Friday night after a glass of red wine. So it didn't take me too much to convince him to Not hard get at all. someone else to organize a date for me. Well, that's right. And so in sending in your application form, was there then some form of interview or just congratulations, Nick, you've made the cut? No, no, we, we had to do the, the full interview. So they wanted to get to know us a little bit um, beforehand and, and by a little bit. Yeah, they, they asked a little bit about your dating history, obviously, and who you are and what you want to be in the future. Yeah. So what was it like then on the day of the date? You've been given the information. Nicholas will fly you down. This is where you need to be. This is the time. Yeah, they, they flew us down, and as you probably alluded to, then you see us in the restaurant. They're, they're really in the background. There really isn't too much more I even picked up on. They, they probably do a lot, don't get me wrong. But really, you just push through the front doors of that restaurant, and they say, good luck. They don't give you any prompts. Oh. They don't say what you can and can't do. They just go, it's all on you. You make it happen. So it's it's as marvellously, and, and I mean this very genuinely, marvellously awkward and lovely as is basically depicted because it's who you are in that first date situation. Exactly right. And that's why you probably have seen such a diverse range of characters on the show because, and and this is the first season here in Australia. So no mm. one knows what they're even going to put themselves up for. No one had any idea. No one came in with any indifferent intentions other than to go on a blind date. Gosh, it sounds something and again, I lean on the fact that I've been married forever, so it's not anything I've had to really consider for ages, but it sounds really scary, not necessarily because the nature of it's a first date, but it's a first date in front of like everyone. Yeah, I am, um, and I don't know if you're allowed to swear on this, but yeah, I was, Feel free. I was shitting myself. I, <laughs> I, I'm not a camera person. I'm not a model. I am not a journalist student. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> this wasn't the opportunity to get your show real built. No, it was actually an opportunity to date someone. <laughs> <laughs> so having the cameras there freaked the hell out of me. I sure. they're, they're very well hidden. They were yes. very, very well hidden, so I was happy. But um yeah, I just I was freaking out. So for those that had experience and those that are models and are on TV a little bit, they, they would have breezed through it. I would think, but myself, just I'm just some banker that can't find a date, and they chucked me in front of a TV and oh, said, gosh. "Pay your restaurant bill and see you later." That was that was freaking out. So you even had to pay your actual restaurant bill yourself? 
Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't let us know beforehand. Um, they didn't let us know how expensive the restaurant was, though. <laughs> I would have thought that, like, fair enough for the show, someone has to pay, so that process goes on. Yeah. But that effectively, as a part of the, once you've done the, you know, go and do the final interviews and that sort of stuff, that they then go, right, give us your receipt, here's that cash, see you later, have a great day. No, no. I, um, they make you pay for it for real. Legitimately. Yep. Uh, Those so tight asses. Yeah. I can see why the uni students are a bit nervous and discussing who should pay. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. That, and they, when do they reveal that to you? Before you go in or afterwards? Oh, they, they reveal it beforehand. So we know what we're getting into. I just didn't realize how much a tequila shot actually costs in a fancy restaurant. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. That's right. Gosh. So how did you find the date experience? I mean, we all... I've been lucky enough to be able to see it take place. But what was it like actually living it? It was, we were there, I think Danny and I were in the day for a good three to four hours. Wow. It was really, it was one of the best dates I've ever had in my life. Um, That's great. Yeah. She, she was, she's freaking amazing. Um, No one should ever say this about themselves, but she was out of my league. No, that's a terrible thing oh, to say. Oh, Nick. It is a terrible thing to say. I know. I know. But she she was just amazing. Just this gorgeous blonde bombshell studying her pharmacy degree. So she's very, very bright, very family orientated. I think she's even out this weekend fishing with her dad on the boat. She's just an incredible young person. So, yeah, I was very lucky that, you know, Channel 7 put me, put me with her, to be honest. It was good. Gosh. And, and in like you say, it took three or four hours. Was that just the nature of it? You guys were enjoying each other's company, or that the the entree and main, etc., was all spaced out, very just, spaced out. I just didn't want to leave the table, and neither did she. We were just having a great time. It was just those, yeah. Apparently, they they could have made a few shows just from our one date. I think um, there was a lot there and a lot discussed. Uh, so hopefully they. Reveal like a director's cut or something because oh, be I would like to relive a bit of that date because it was really, really fun. It was awesome. That would be the excellent final episode of the season, right? After we've seen all of the dates and everything that they've recorded, uh, to then have a uh, the stuff you didn't see kind of episode, the stuff we had to cut out, uh, that would, would be, be marvellous. Yeah. The, the stuff they'll air after 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah, more. the blue. When everyone started working blue. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Yep. So you guys are obviously having a date. You're not very aware of the fact that in the in the restaurant, there's at least three or four other dates taking place as well, too, isn't there? Yeah. Um. They even said everyone in that restaurant is having a blind date. So everyone is. They have no idea who anyone was going to be. There was only just um. I think it was just two of us that were mic'd up at the one time though. So they had like their feature dates. But everyone in that restaurant wow. um, were actual waiters and waitresses and actual people on a blind date. So it's actually quite quite impressive. Did they give you any rules going in? No. I asked for all the rules. I said, <laughs> I better not say something Trumpy, to be honest. Um, I was yeah. very, very scared. I had no idea what I was going to say. Uh, they wouldn't give me any makeup. I went in there just as I am. You say so you went in as you turned up? Exactly right, yeah. Man, that's great. They have saved themselves a bunch of money in makeup, hairdressing, wardrobe, and they're making you pay for dinner. I know. This should be 
no, no doubt it won't be the last season. I think they would have done well from it. And from all oh, reports, yeah. the ratings have been really, really good. You know, they've been really good. So yeah. do you, and, and I appreciate you can't, may not be able to say, do you get paid for being involved in this? Not at all. No. Oh, my God. What do you mean? Well, in that even p- people on other reality programs get paid for their involvement. It's not great. Like if you go on MasterChef, you get like an allowance. Okay. No allowance. No allowance, no. So just flights, accommodation. And uh, see you later. And and we're setting you up with someone. Yeah, yep. I, I, look, I guess maybe I'm overreacting, Nick, but I, I guess the opportunity is if you did meet the love of your life, then the value of that date is immeasurable. Exactly right. And I suck on Tinder, so I just appreciated the fact that they did all the hard work for me. <laughs> Has your Tinder game gotten any stronger since you were on television? No, I'm really, I'm really scared to have the online profile. I don't want to do it. I, Whoa. I know. I would have thought of all of the things to be able to capitalize on. As someone who is, is legitimately interested in, in trying to find, you know, a lovely person to settle down with, or at least have a relationship with, uh, that 20, you know, 2016, Tinder's a happening thing. You've got a bit of a profile. Roll the dice, man. I know. I'm, after this, I might chuck it up. Uh, so if anyone does hear and, and see my face, please swipe right. I, I need the love. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I might jump on it later, but yeah, I for whatever reason I kind of laid low for a little while. I um, I was out at Westfield, about to get a haircut. I got a tap on the mm-hmm. shoulder, and this guy goes, "Oh, are you Nicholas Nicholas?" And I, it was the first time that's ever happened to me, and I just grinned like an idiot and felt like throwing up. I was that nervous, so I, I really didn't want to pull myself out in the dating world just yet, until I uh, yeah. Until a few other people jumped on the show, then my light light dimmed a little bit, which is good. So how long did you have to keep all of this under your hat between filming and it going to air? Um, It filmed late October, so only really a couple of months. And they didn't really give us the name of the show. They they gave us no clue to anything. So that was the best part. Yeah. Gosh. Well, thank you for sharing that experience. Do you, do you still keep in touch? It sounds like you do with the, the young lady that you had your date with. No, we what? don't. I, I Are think you just Facebook stalking her? Oh, like she sends me a Snapchat every now and then of her doing some crazy promo stuff and, and fishing. So I think we, we do probably chat maybe once or twice a week. Very occasionally. It's just a but, casual thing. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Maybe she watched the episode and realised, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk to him anymore. Oh, Nick. Oh, I don't know. God. I'm only speculating now. Well, I'm going to put it out there. Humans and Twitter listeners, Nicholas Nicholas sounds like an excellent young man, and we've had the opportunity to see him do his thing. I reckon you should reach out to him. This is an opportunity for people to connect with you through Twitter, Nick. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. See, now I've clammed up. You've, you've put all this pressure on me. I'm going to have to... Oh, no, zero pressure, mate. Expect nothing. <laughs> Nobody will tweet you. <laughs> no one does. <sighs> I hear that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that whole dating experience with us, mate. It sounds very surreal. It's... It, yeah. And I really, really do think that they're, they're trying to pluck people out 
from the everyday walks of life. So you've seen a massive age spread, um, every, everything under the sun. So I think that that's the best part for anyone that is probably on the fringes of either applying for Tinder or jumping on the show. I'd, I'd highly recommend recommend they put their hand up. Um, it is a lot of fun. And if you weren't married, Steve, would get you up there as well. Oh, if I wasn't married, I'm not sure I'd have the intestinal fortitude. Yeah. To be honest, I'd prefer to be married. It was hard work. (laughs) I can imagine. Dates are hard work, particularly first dates, blind first dates. It's different, I think, and and you may have a a, a better opinion on this, Nick. If you know someone from within your social circle or the fringes of the circle, and you've talked two or three times casually or whatever, and it's like, hey, would you like to have dinner? Even though it's a first date, you've still kind of gotten through a couple of the barriers. Yeah, you've, you've kind of filtered the the psychos because <laughs> you've actually had a chat with them first. And that's yeah. probably what I'm most worried about Tinder. And I'm not saying everyone on Tinder is psycho. There's a lot of normal, lovely people there, no doubt. But it's always one of the, the fears. So if you get to, like you said, meet someone through third party like or through your friends, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Issue being... I'm brand new here in Brisbane. So my friendship circle is quite small. Uh, so I, I, I don't have any reliance. And all my mates here in Brisbane are single too. So no way are they going to give up some girl's number <laughs> for me. They, they, they kind of, uh, they're all very selfish people, Steve. They want to keep them to themselves. Look, they sound like friends that uh, maybe just aren't the friends they could be. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell them that. <laughs> Surely we could. We'll have to arrange some kind of informal social gathering where I will try and drag together all of the single men and women that I know. I'll, I'll become a matchmaker. Maybe that's my secret calling. That would be good. Like a blind first date over mock talks. <laughs> I can't see it lasting. It won't get a second season. <laughs> Nick, what are you passionate about? <sighs> to, to be honest. I just want to create my own business, live comfortably, and have a family. So mm-hmm. I think it's what most men in the world want. Yeah, I don't speak on behalf of everyone. But after seeing my older brother have two gorgeous young girls, uh, little Imogen and Annabelle, they've really kind of highlighted the fact that having a family and having a wife is uh, a fantastic thing. Being single, it's good. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of uh, workmates that live vicariously through me. But, yeah, I think they all secretly just love the fact that I don't have to go through the pain that I do of uh, mm. dating. So my, my passion is quite simply my, my family. They're all beautiful people. Well, that, that's a great link to this. How do you describe your experience of family? Um, it's an eclectic mix. We've got very oh, – my brother is extremely intelligent. My – so he's Stephen. He's a couple of years older than myself. I was more the, the sporty person of the family. And we had Anika, that's a financial planner. And then my younger sister, Lucinda, who's currently filming in Bollywood, India. And wow. And uh, smashing it over there. So, yeah. We all, we all do different things. Um, my dad, who I say is dad, who mm. introduced me to the last time, and Nick was my stepdad. He's, uh, he's Lebanese. My mum is Australian, Jackie. So it's it's really, really odd. And as you've probably already noticed, I'm blonde hair, blue eyed. So at our Christmas gatherings, there'll be a whole bunch of Lebanese 
beautiful people, and then there'll be these two little dorks, Bondi and Blue Eye boys, <laughs> and wrecking their Christmas photo. So um, no, nah, they're all they're all lovely, lovely people, and yeah, very very diverse. My parents were very very, very young when they had my older brother. I think they were seventeen years of age, so we're a very young family. Um, wow. Yeah. So what's it like having parents that are, you know, I guess they're older than you, obviously, but yeah, not as old as some of your friends. You look at their parents and they're sort of starting to get on. Your mum would still be reasonably cool, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah. My, my mum's the biggest hippie in the world. She's awesome. Uh, <laughs> my dad, he he owns a, a roofing business. He, uh, but the best part about having young parents is, uh, it was a day, I think I was 17 or 18, I just made the senior rugby union team. And mm. I ran on the field with my dad. And that was and always will stick with me for the rest of my life. Uh, That's awesome. On, yeah. To do battle with your dad on the rugby pitch was, was fantastic. Do you still play? I don't. I, after I, um, I fractured my skull when I was a little bit younger. Whoa. So I try and avoid the contact sports at the moment. I can, I can understand that, yes. Man, so do, do you play anything? Or like, obviously that rules out contact sports, but you could still... You know, tennis or chess or something. I guess. Yeah, I was, I was always I was really really big into team sports, and I didn't have mm-hmm. the skill to to be a tennis player or a golfer. So I kind of had to rely on other people to make me look good. So I'm I am more sp- uh, team sport orientated, but I'd love to you know get back into at least touch footy um, and jump onto that. Yeah. Yeah. So what moved you to Brisbane? Um, I was actually going to set up a mortgage brokering <laughs> franchise up here in Brisbane. Mm. Um, I was going to assist one of my good friends, Scotty, in Adelaide to, to establish a, a network up here in Brisbane. So, you know, I, I love the, the surf and sun, although I'm as white as a sheet. I do like <laughs> getting outdoors every now and then. Um, so when he gave me the opportunity, I, I threw my hand up and said, yeah, let, let's get up to Brizzy. And it's been fantastic. I really do like Brisbane. Yeah. So you're the, the principal in that business. You're working hard every day helping. Is it is it mortgage brokering in the sense of people come to you to get mortgages or you uh, helping people find the best from a plethora of mortgage lenders? Uh, and, and this is the weird part. So I came up here to start the mortgage brokering franchise and I ended up just uh, working with another bank, a specialty <laughs> lender. Uh, yes. That looks primarily after the medical professionals. So yeah, I didn't even end up doing what I uh, set out to achieve. But you got to Brisbane. That's part of the, the what you wanted to achieve. That's right. I got, I got one of the points right. The, the other part I'm still working on. Goodness me. Nick, what for you is a source of strength? That, that's a very deep question. I should have had these written out beforehand. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to have to add a lip of this. Source of strength is, is primarily the family. Um mm-hmm. They are over in Adelaide, so a fair distance away from Brisbane myself. But um, ever since, since uh, ever since seeing my young nieces, it's just for whatever reason inspired me to, to want to work harder. Um, not only just to look after myself, but provide a good role model and and hopefully support them down the track. Um, mm-hmm. And as odd as this seems, I really want to set them up in you know, the great education and really, really stable environment, what I was fortunate enough to have myself. So I really want to pass that on and to the family. Uh, there are times that it always gets tough, a little bit lonely. When you, mm. you are by yourself and single, 
in a, in a new city, working crazy hours. But, you know, that's just one of those things. People just need to build resilience, uh, internalize it, and just keep on trucking, to be honest. Your relationship with your family is something that isn't very common in, you know, in your peers. It's, is this something that has been just a, a natural, this is how our family has been always, or is it some, some, issue, some incident that meant we all kind of came together and have, have looked at each other differently subsequently? Yeah, that, that's a really, really good question. So we are all very independent people, but I think all the kids look up to our parents. Now, my mum, mm-hmm. as I said before, she had my brother when she was 17 and her and her partner broke up fairly young. So my mum was all 20 years of age with two young boys, single. Mm. And along came Paul, the father, Paul Nicholas. And he really took us in and really became our dads. I'd struggle to find that nowadays where someone so young, because he was young as well, he was 20 years of age himself, would, would take you know that responsibility on and really own it. The whole family, we really, really appreciated everything he did. So um, mm. it, it's it. He's always been this kind of rock, the hardworking young man that had to start his own business to support you know a single mum and, and two young boys. They then had another two girls together. So we're a big young family. Um, yeah. It that that's where it primarily came from. Later on, you know, we we all grow grew up. We're all very independent people. My sister is in India at the moment. We all moved out as soon as we could to do our <laughs> thing and, and spread our wings. But for whatever reason, I think it, it may have either been it may have been an incident. Uh, I, I was pretty hit and miss there medically for a little while mm-hmm. after the injury. But I think we've really come together again now, primarily for you know, the, the granddaughters and their nieces, uh, the two new babies of the family. That's wonderful. What did your family make of you going on a dating TV show? <laughs> My mum being the, the happy-go-lucky hippie she is, she, she loved it. She yep. was telling everyone in the nursing home about it because she, she works there as a carer. Yeah. So apparently on the night, they all sat down. A few of them nodded off before the, the 9 o'clock start date. <laughs> yes. um, but they all sat down and they, they watched the show and they all loved it. They, they thought it was really, really funny and they all reflected back on, on their times when they were dating. Uh, my dad loved it. He just wanted to yep. see what glamour they were going to set me up with. <laughs> and he wasn't too disappointed. And uh, he, he gave me a call pretty much straight away and said, you are an absolute wit. Why are you not calling this young lady? So uh, he, he got up me. He, was, he wasn't impressed. But I didn't call her, but it was very impressed that I actually went on. So that they had no qualms about it whatsoever. That's awesome. They, it, your whole family sounds really encouraging. Uh, and another another something that's uncommon for people of your and even my generation, your parents are still together. You know, the, no. the man that you call your your father, yeah. your stepdad, has been with your mum for, well, most of your life, yeah? Yeah, correct. So they, they only have recently split up. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no, that's fine. I, I, I didn't allude to them. I shouldn't have alluded to the fact that they were together. But um, they're, they're still great people. We all love them. We, we go see them as, as regularly as we can. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's kind of good where you know, two people came together. They really worked hard. 
to you know keep the family established when we're all young kids yeah. and then obviously post that that they kind of had a bit of a breath to sit down and relax and they're, they're i think they're much happier people now and they, they their, their personality is just incredible now because they, they don't have the stress of the mortgage and the kids so to be honest as as heartbreaking it was to, to see them um split up we're very happy that where they are at the moment so they're good people sure i'm sorry nicholas i didn't mean to make it <laughs> that's all right I've, uh, that's that's the least of my worries Right, a couple more questions, if that's okay with you. No, far away. What do you find attractive? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about saying something really incorrect and uh, limiting <laughs> the, the, the talent pool from here on in. Uh, when I was younger, it was it was always looks. It was uh, the classic girl next slip door, well-proportioned, big smiles and happy. That, that was pretty much what I was looking for when I was younger. Uh, now, it's really, really odd. I, I've kind of moved away from looks. And I'm now focusing more on who's a little bit more family-orientated, who's more driven in their mm. career. Uh, so I, I kind of want to see someone match where I'm heading or want to head. Yes. And, and who I am as a person. Looks will always fade. My hairline goes back a good centimetre each year. So, to be honest, I can't really hold a girl accountable to looks if I'm not the best-looking rooster on the planet. So, I'm really looking for someone that's a, just a really, really great mix, first and foremost. So, uh, but hey, if a cute blonde walks past, I'm not going <laughs> to... Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll put, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's why I'm awkward. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> oh, my friend. What's your favourite sporting team? Uh, I'm, I was born in New South Wales. So mm. in terms of rugby union, it's the Tars, mm. the Blues and the Rabbitohs for Rugby League. And I'm a, a big Port Adelaide supporter, which no doubt Koshi from Sunrise would like to hear that. Yes. Is there one code you uh, prefer over the others? Is union your thing? Uh, not it's it's really hit and miss. Union can be slow due to the breakdowns, and so I have tended to go towards league a little bit more um, mm. lately. But uh, yeah, to be honest, I'll watch anything and everything. What's the hardest truth you've had to deliver, Nick? <sighs> to be honest, it's probably to myself. Mm. Talking to people like yourself, I'm. I'm an open book. I just say what I feel and hopefully it comes out in the wash that I don't look too bad. But the hardest truth I've probably had to face is, is something that I've told myself. There was a um, long-term relationship where I was engaged with a lovely, lovely young lady for a long while. Um, we, we didn't work out due to things. I'm so, sorry to hear that. Say again? I'm sorry to hear that. No, that, that's, that's fine. But the hardest truth was I had to tell myself it wasn't the best thing for me. Um, I, I have no qualms about what happened. I, I, I wish her all the very best in life. She, she gave me seven great years and there wasn't a day, we, we never had a fight. There wasn't a day we didn't smile or laugh. Uh, life was awesome. But 
the hard thing is, is going, well, if we're not aligned with where we want to go in the future and as gorgeous and as well, uh, as much love as we had for each other, then I just have to leave it. And it was a very, very hard thing to do. So I had, I had to leave home. Well, in Adelaide, the, the social circles are fairly small. Uh, so that also really helped push me to go to Brisbane just to expand mm. my horizons a little bit more. Uh, it, it was really, really tough. And as a young bloke, you know, that, that started dating at 18 with one girl and ended up 27 with her, or whatever, plus seven, 25 years of age, uh, it, it was tough because you walked out into the world and you had no idea. I was still acting like an 18-year-old, just fumbling my way through dating. But everyone had grown up very, very quickly in the dating world. So the, the hard truth I had to tell myself is just shut up and keep keep working, to be honest. Wow, that's well, good on you, but that sounds pretty tough. Yeah, and that's why if I ever hear someone, you know, that, that is long-term married, I go, you know what, the, the grass isn't always greener. There, there were times in the relationship mm. you go, oh, God, that girl is gorgeous, she's, she's beautiful. But, you know, I think a lot of people just really don't internalize and just sit back and appreciate what they have. Um, obviously, if it's not the right thing for you, then, then move on. But if it's just because you're getting bored or whatever, then, you know, that's just not you. It's probably the other person. And it's up to you to put the effort in there to, to make it not boring and have a bit of fun. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Um, I've got a, a small business that I've, I've launched-ish. I've launched and probably relaunched three or four times now. Uh, so, yeah. I really, really want to see me put more time in that. I kind of neglected it over the last month or two. So 2016 is definitely going to be the year that I stand on my own two feet, have my own little company. And you know what? I'm I'm not going to probably chase the dates anymore. I'm going to very much be who I am. And Mm -hmm. hopefully that just aligns with someone else. And they can see that and they can appreciate that. Can I ask what your your small business is? Yeah, well, it's embarrassing because if you did jump online and, and look it up, it's probably a few spelling mistakes. So <laughs> I haven't really pushed it too much. It's what, what I'm really trying to do is get small businesses out in the Australian community uh, their own app um, mm-hmm. as cheaply and as efficiently as, as possible to help their business. Uh, and the reason for that is I grew up watching my dad with a small roofing business. Okay, yeah, it's tough work. Every now and then mm. the, the clients won't roll in and yeah, when, when you live in that environment, it, it, it is tough for small business owners. So I really want to do what I can to, to make it as easy and as you know, efficient as possible for, for small businesses to compete at a bigger level against yes. the big businesses that can have you know, 10 IT people working in their, their company. So really, I'm just trying to make uh, apps as cheaply as possible for small businesses around Australia. Great. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, dude. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it, it is incredible considering I'm not, I don't have an IT background at all. I've just got a fantastic uh, developer that's supporting me and uh, taking the time to, to educate me on what they can and can't do because I'm, the ideas, man. I just come in and I go, ah, let's do this, this, and this, and this. And he goes, that's literally impossible. You cannot do that. 
I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, uh, show me the left and right of arc and let's see what we can do. So it sounds impressive, but really I'm, I'm relying on a lot of uh, specialty people to, to make this happen. Someone has to be the ideas man that draws them together, though, Nick. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much a global thinker. I don't, I miss the details a lot, which is terrible when you're in finance. So I need to, obviously, you need to surround yourself with, with people that you can acknowledge filling the gaps of who you are and what you do in business. Yes. Well, thank you, Nick. Thank you for for sharing everything that you have today. Please know that you're highly valued, and everything that that you've shared is very special. Thank you. Ah, oh, my my pleasure. You're a you've got a really good radio voice. I'm surprised we don't hear you every day of the week. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Given that you are on Twitter, are there any other social accounts you want to admit to? I do have uh, the classic Instagram and and the Facebook. So Instagram is Nicholas underscore squared. It's kind of my thing. I've got a terrible tattoo of N2, so N squared on my right shoulder that I got in Singapore. So the, the whole Nicholas squared and N2 thing is, is kind of the branding itself. Literally, yeah. it's a branding. I've got a tattoo on it, of it on me. Um, yeah. But they're, they're the only real social media accounts I have, yeah. Until I get Tinder, that is. Yes, until you get Tinder, that is. Sign up, people. <laughs> this has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Nick Nick Tweets is indeed human. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you asking me if I am who I am? No, I'm confirming that you oh, are who you are. <laughs> awesome. I was like, I don't know how to verify this. I'll send you my ID. 